Welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I'm your host, Sam Moss. May 18th, we're moving right along through May, and it's starting to warm up here nicely in upstate New York. Now, if you're listening in the south or somewhere where it's always warm, I'm a little bit jealous because it gets pretty cold here, and it's been a really cold spring. But it's finally warming up, and we have some plants out in the gro- uh, the, the ground, out in the garden. They're sprouting finally. And uh, for those of you who have listened to the podcast for uh, you know a little while, you'll know that gardening is definitely something I like to do, and I kind of nerd out about it. So you're going to have to cut me some slack. Um, but anyway, enough of that. Today on the podcast, I have a really cool guest named Sid Graff. Now, Sid owns an auto detail shop um, in his own window cleaning business. So he he knows some things about entrepreneurship and being a business owner. And today he's going to talk to us about the 80-20 rule. Um, so what that means is how to work less while making more and how to create business freedom. That sounds literally awesome and you're going to eat this up. So if you aren't sure what the 80-20 rule is, Here's my talk with Sid Graff. Sid, thank you so much for joining me on Small Business Made Simple. It's really good to have you here, man. Hey, thanks very much, Sam. It's good to get together. Absolutely. So why don't you take a couple minutes and tell us about yourself, your business, and what you have going on. Okay. So I I tend to be a storyteller, but I'll try to make it brief. we, um, well, I'm in Western Montana. I'm in a little town called Missoula and I've been in the window cleaning industry for this is our 26th year, 26 wow. years. It goes by fast. Um, but for a lot of the time, most of the time, I was just a guy with a van and a helper trying to make sure that I could put, you know, food on the table and, and get shoes for the kids. Um, over the last six, seven years, we really made an effort to shift it all and turn it into an automated business, which has been a grand journey and a lot of fun and very successful. We also run a small auto detail shop. Um, I also have a, a podcast and some media business that we're growing for a big, um, I guess, midlife transition. But the main thing to know about me is that um, I grew up on a farm in West Texas and I have a very strong farm boy work ethic, which generally translates into you put on your gloves and you do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. And I had to overcome that to understand that most people, like myself, most people's dreams are bigger than what they can do alone. And you've got to learn how to delegate. You got to learn how to build teams. You got to do things a little bit differently and not do everything yourself in order to build the dream and the freedom that most of us in small business want. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's people who listen to this podcast, they know that that is something that I have struggled with and I'm working to overcome myself. Um, doing a lot of the hands-on stuff. I'm a very like driven person where I want to do everything my own. I think this is going to be just as beneficial for me as it is, uh, someone that's, you know, a small business owner that's listening. So can you start by sharing what the, it's, it's the 80, 20 rule, right? What is that? Yeah. The 80, 20 rule is also uh, known as the Pareto principle. This, um, Pareto, Villafredo Pareto was an Italian economist around the turn of the previous century, so around 1900, and he was and he was studying income distribution among people in Italy, and he found out that roughly 80 percent of all the wealth in the nation was in the hands of 20 percent of the people. He's like, oh, that's interesting. Studied other economies and other nations and found the same ratio everywhere he studied. He's like, wait a second. And what he ended up coming across is like, this is a generalized principle. It's not a formula. But as a, as a general principle, um, 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. Mm-hmm. So 
an example of that might be um, like if like traffic on the highway, you got 80% of the traffic flows on less than 20% of the streets in your town. I mean, there's this, it always flows that way. So the same thing works in business, the same thing works in nature, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the 80, 20 rule. So what we try to teach people to do is, is focus on the 20% that's really moving the needle and either ignore or delegate or get rid of the rest. That's awesome. So can you jump in and start laying some groundwork for us when it comes to working less and making more? It sounds like a dream come true. And it's like, oh, wow, that would be awesome. And then we actually start doing it. It's like, oh, maybe this is a little bit harder than it seems. So can you um, teach us what we need to know when it comes to that? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I did see something really funny. So we're in the middle of the, the COVID-19 virus mm-hmm. you know, crisis right now. And uh, somebody posted like, it's like, wow. Everybody shifted to a four-hour work week really fast. <laughs> so the four-hour work week, Tim Ferriss, is where I first um, was introduced to the 80-20 principle. I was like, mm-hmm. first of all, I was, I was like, this is BS. There's no way you can you just work four hours a week and get anything done. Okay, well, typically, if you're trying to do everything yourself, that's correct. But if you learn how to outsource and offload and delegate and prioritize, then it becomes a lot easier to do. So the main thing that um, most of us struggle with as small business owners. Most of us, like I was mentioning, you know, I grew up you know, a farm boy. We're just used to doing everything ourselves. You started your business on your own. You had an idea and you're like, I'm going to do this. And you went and bought the tools and you watched the videos or you got help and you started knocking on doors or whatever you did to start your business. And then you, we get stuck in a rut of, I have to do everything. Mm-hmm. I have to do everything. Well, that's not true. The, the main, the critical ingredient to changing to a four hour work week or 80, 20 principle or working less and making more is simply understanding that just because things have to get done doesn't mean that you have to do them yourself. So, we, you know, I started with just changing the language in my head instead of going, I have to do this. I would just say, this has to get done. And then mm-hmm. I go, who can do that? Who can do that? Now, another sticking point for a lot of small business people is that they, they, think, um, they think in order for something to be done right, you have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, maybe that's where I am. I yeah. totally, totally have been there. Yeah, cool. And, and it's that some of it's perfectionism. Some of it's just, you know, it's your, like, if you created your business, it's your baby and mm-hmm. it's hard to trust somebody else to do the things that you've been doing. But the reality is this, you're, and you probably think of three or four things um, off the top of your head that you go, I have to get this done for the business, but I kind of suck at it and yeah. <laughs> don't enjoy it. Like, yeah. my, my example has always been bookkeeping and paperwork. I despise it. But for 15 years, I did my own books and I filed my own taxes. Now, the, you know, I, and the reason why is like, well, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks an hour for somebody just to file my receipts and, you know, log all this information in. Well, when I did start paying somebody 25 an hour to do that for me, they did it in a quarter of the time that I could do it, mm-hmm. which actually made it you know, like 10 times cheaper than I could do it myself. Yeah. It was, like, it was ridiculous. And it made me so much happier. So, I don't know. So- Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask um, for for me, one of the biggest things, I think this kind of goes along. We've talked about it, similar things on the podcast. Um, when it comes to hiring someone and paying someone to do it, that's where I, where I have stumbled in the past where I'm just like, oh man, like, couldn't I just do it myself? Or, you know, there's not a ton coming in. And even though I'm freeing up my time to do other things, it doesn't mean we're going to have more money come in. Um, how would you address that mindset? where it's kind of like, oh, should I be paying someone to do this yet? 
Yeah. So we, we, um, we have a grid. I kind of, I actually stole this from Perry Marshall. Perry Marshall wrote the book, uh, 80, 20 sales and marketing. And he's written, he's probably published six or eight other books. He's a, a high level marketing consultant and a really cool mm-hmm. guy, but he put together a grid and he just, he just categorized things as you've got $10 an hour work, $100 an hour work, $1,000 an hour work, $10,000 an hour work plus. So $10 an hour work would be like going to get your mail, doing mm-hmm. your own bookkeeping, things like that. The, those are tasks that literally anybody but you can do. It's mowing your own grass if it's at home. It's you know cleaning your own house, things like that. And a lot of people, myself included, go, well, I don't feel like I should pay somebody to mow my own grass. I can do it myself. Well, yes, you can do it yourself. But is that where you're providing the most value to your business or to your clients or to the economy? Like mm-hmm. if your special skill is writing ad copy and you're the best at writing headlines, really, you shouldn't do anything else. Like you should yeah. never wash your own laundry or do your own books. Focus on bringing the most value to the marketplace by writing the most killer headlines possible. As a small business owner, you're if you're the owner and you've got a team, you're the person that has to set the vision and establish the values. And, and you know, somebody else can make sure to empty the trash and make the phone calls and send out checks and collect and you know, do data entry, that that's fine. But your job is to see the big picture stuff. So the here's an example. You know, $10 an hour work is, you know, is is cleaning the office. $100 an hour work may be making the phone calls to collect or to sell new jobs. Mm-hmm. $1,000 an hour work is writing the process of how to sell the jobs. $10,000 an hour work is, you know, you're writing a, a specific ad or setting a vision or a value or even writing down and documenting and establishing a hiring process that anybody can follow. That's a, those are things that not everybody can do, but you can do. And that's where you need to focus your time. Cause that's like the big lever that you can pull is going to have the biggest result. Yeah. Um, so what about business owners that have been burned by people, uh, you know, they've hired them. They're kind of like the bad apple of the company. And, you know, maybe some people haven't experienced this and they've lost the trust and then they're back to square one doing it all on their own. What would you say that? Yeah, it, well, one, it definitely happens because, mm-hmm. you know, there, there are a lot of great people in this world and then there are a couple of, of weirdos. So mm-hmm. those things happen and you do get burned. So one, you understand just like everything else in your business, there's risk and reward. But a lot of times it just comes down to, I, I think, you know, the, the business owner, you got to hold accountability and accept responsibility for everything that goes on in your business, even if somebody mm-hmm. else does it. Generally speaking, if you hire somebody that's that's a, a lousy employee, it's probably because you as a business owner were somehow mentally lazy. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you were like, oh, God, I really got to get somebody in this position. So somebody shows up and they've got a bright smile and they appeared good in the interview. And you said, yeah, you're hired. You start and then you hand them a stack of stuff to do. And it's like, do this. But really, you didn't. You didn't screen properly. Then when it was time to give them work, you didn't delegate it. You abdicated it. You just went, do this instead of saying, here's the process. This is what you do. This is how you do it. And this is what success looks like and report back to me. Usually mm-hmm. we get burned because one, we didn't, we don't have a really great hiring process. And most of the small business guys don't because we've not been in that position. Or mm-hmm. like when you're hiring them, a lot of times you like, you'll like either God will tell you, you'll trust your gut. You know, you'll have a feeling you're like, mm, Shouldn't, shouldn't hire this person, but mm-hmm. you're desperate for help. And so you go ahead and do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so going back to the, you know, the $10, the hundred dollars, or is it $10, a thousand, 
10,000, whatever exactly your, your numbers were. Yeah. Um, when does it come time to even start on a $10? So I know a lot of small businesses, they're more established and they can totally do that. But there are some entrepreneurs and small business owners listening to this that they're like, man, $10 an hour just seems like a lot right now. I'm, you know, like you said, I'm putting food on the table. I'm providing yeah. for my family. When does the time come when it's like you need to bite the bullet and start paying someone to do the little stuff? Yeah, a general rule of thumb is if your time is more valuable than $40 an hour, like whatever you're doing, then anything that's a low level task, you should offsource, um, offload that or outsource it or pay somebody to do it. So Got it. if you, if we're, if you're a window cleaner and you're cleaning at $40 an hour is what you can make when you're in the field and that's your highest paying skill, pay somebody 10 bucks an hour to answer the phone so <laughs> that you're not getting distracted by that or pay somebody yeah. for your book. So, you know, you can, it, it, here's a funny thing. You, you really, a lot of people get stuck on, they're like 10 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour. Well, full time, that's $600 a week that you're paying somebody. And then you mm -hmm. go, I can't afford that. The reality is that um, even before our current, you know, the, the COVID thing, that's going to change our employee dynamic in a big way. We might get into that later, but right for beforehand, you're like, you can put out an ad that says, you know, I need somebody to work four to six hours a week doing, you know, X, Y, Z odd jobs and just describe it and let the marketplace self-select because there, mm -hmm. we did this, we were looking for a part-time assistant because my office manager moved to a different city and she took her job with her. Well, 95% of the things she did, she could just do over the computer and telephone. But that other 5% yeah. suddenly flowed back to me and I'm like, well, I don't want to do this. I'll forget to pick up the mail or whatever it was. So, mm -hmm. but I, when I, I evaluate it, it's like, that's like four hours a week of stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I wrote a very descriptive ad, put it on Craigslist. No kidding. I thought nobody is going to want four hours a week of work. Departed, <laughs> right? And it was $11 yeah. an hour. And I got the coolest people applying. And I hired a, a, a young man named Matt. He's an excellent guy. He loved it. It was for him because he could do it at midnight. He could do it at 1 a.m. He could do it at 2 in the mm -hmm. afternoon. It didn't matter what time. And it just fit in. It Really, what it gave him was was it gave him and his, his uh, partner vacation money. They just saved it. Yeah. It's extra cash. I was like, wow. I couldn't believe that this guy was actually a professor at the university part-time. I mean, yeah. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't you going out and trying to hire someone full-time. It was you addressed and you're like, oh, well, when I break it down, it's only four hours at $11 an hour, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it then it just, it relieved me. And it was so funny because we call him Mystery Matt because uh, mm -hmm. I would show up and, and there'd be, a, you know, we had a file folder with his name and my name on it. And I'd look in it and there was all the stuff. And then I would respond to it and put things in there for him to do. And then the next day it'd be gone. And then the next mm -hmm. day it'd be back with stuff for me. I'm like, I love this. It was like a ghost worker that just got things done. <laughs> we'll be right back with the rest of my interview with Sid in just a minute. One of the things that we see here at One Click Agency are a ton of websites. Some of them look great and some of them just don't look good at all. And what we found is that most small business owners are making the same five mistakes on their website. So what we did is we wrote a free downloadable guide uh, for small business owners like yourself called Five Mistakes People Make When Building a Website. Now this PDF guide will walk you through each mistake that we see most often on websites. It'll include visuals, tips, uh, content, and ideas on how you can fix them all on your own. You don't need a pro to do this. These are tips that you can do all on your own. Now, these mistakes aren't huge overhauls and uh, that you'll need to make to your website, but they're key sections that you'll want to adjust on your site to help it stand out online and make you more money. Who doesn't want more money, right? 
Visit oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes to get the guide. Stop paying for a website that's doing nothing for you. Use these tips and you can implement them on your website and make more money for your business. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes and you can take your website to the next level. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. So you mentioned before that a lot of small business owners, they don't have a process when it comes to hiring someone. And it's really just like kind of flying by the seat of their pants when it comes to bringing someone onto their team. And you don't have to go in super big, de- uh, super deep detail when it comes to this, because I know it can be like a whole podcast on its own. But what are some things you've learned when it comes to bringing people on your team and what you need to look for? So you're not just getting, you know, the worst of the worst when you're in a tough pinch. Yeah. And and that's that's the thing is, you know, a lot of us as small business owners, like we like to wing it. We think, hey, I'm mm-hmm. smart. I did this. We can figure it out. I've got a good judge of character. Well, you probably do. But the reality is, unless you have a framework to put around that, you will forget to ask important questions. OK, here's, here's an example. On our end, we hire window cleaners, things of that nature. And I forgot to ask somebody, are you afraid of heights? Can you work on a ladder? <laughs> and then, but everything else, they check every box. They've got a clean record. Yeah. They can lift weights. They're sharp learner. And they get six feet up a ladder and start to shake. And I'm like, that is funny. Oh, so we, you know, we just we have a series <laughs> of questions and put together um, a, um, a process. So let me tell you a very quick story. The first time we had to hire a bunch of people, because I'd always just winged it, right? Um, we had one year, one season, we had five of our guys. We're, we're in August. We're going back to school. They're all in college. And so I'm like, I have to replace five guys because our busiest two months of the year is September and October. And I need these guys mm-hmm. ready to go. Well, I set up this little, what I thought was a great process for hiring and how we're, you know, we're going to do 15 minute interviews and just stack them back to back. But I tracked the time it took from the time we put up the Craigslist ad, we got 54 resumes. We had like, I called every person, screened them on the phone, but there was a lot of phone tag, yada, yada. By the time we hired our five people, it took me 29 hours to do that. And, and wow. I was I was furious because mm-hmm. we were shorthanded and I needed help, not more work. Twenty nine hours is almost you know that's a part full time part time work week. Yeah. Um. So I put this process together where number one we put up a very descriptive Craigslist ad or Indeed or you know Monster whatever ad space, and at the bottom of it it's after describing the job very thoroughly and the company culture and all that the bottom it says do not respond to this ad, call this phone number it's a toll free number. It's a 24-hour recorded message. Use this extension, listen to the message, follow instructions there. And we did that as a screening tool because a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, before COVID, they're on unemployment. And some people just want to ride unemployment for a while, but they have to apply for jobs to keep their yeah. employment. So we'd get all these applications in and then we call them and phone tag them and waste time. And I'm like, screw that. Oh, we're, I see. Yeah. We're not doing that. We're going we're gonna to make a hurdle. So if you want to apply for this job, you have to punch in a phone number, listen to recording and respond to those questions. We had three questions they had to answer. And then what, here, here was the end result was uh, we would, I would just go in every day. I get a, I get a text message. It said somebody left a message. I go listen to it. When I listen to the message, I would judge it on three things. Number one, did they follow follow instructions? Mm-hmm. Number two, did how's their communication skills? Number three, what kind of energy do they have in their, their voice and communications? And I would just rate them on, you know, one, two, three stars. Three stars got a call back for a phone screening and everybody else just, you know, sorry. But what happened yeah. was instead of talking to or trying to contact a hundred applicants, I talked to five 
So it, that's really cool. Yeah. So it, it literally cut our hiring time. So to hire an employee, now the whole system, since it's set up, takes about an hour and a half instead of 29 hours, So which is huge, right? Mm -hmm. so, but it's just a system. So I let it, yeah. you know, I, I asked some smart people and I read a couple of books. I'm like, all right, we'll figure this out. And it took a while to set up that system. But once it was done, like that's the tool that does all the heavy lifting and all the sorting. And I only talk to the people that are really motivated that have the characteristics I'm looking for. Then we go into the interview process. And, you know, then when we took a lot of, of um, took a lot of notes from, I think, Jeff Smart, top grading and a couple other people that you know, like ask these questions, like ask the mm -hmm. they I always thought they were like, like the goofy corporate questions, like, tell me about a time you faced a problem and how did you solve it or things like that. But it's really fascinating to see what people come up with. Like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. So that's been a, a huge game changer for us. Now, the, the next step in that and the thing we did this year is I hired a senior level management person and it made it their job to oversee that whole funnel and to conduct the mm -hmm. interviews and to bring me like, here are the top three candidates. Then I just make a final decision. So. Oh, you know, that's even better. Yeah. yeah the hiring process is 15 minutes instead of an hour and a half mm -hmm. for me. Somebody's still doing the work, but it's not me. Right. No, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So can we wrap up by just answering one thing here? So, Obviously, we've we've covered a lot of ground. What would you say is the number one thing if you're talking to a small business owner, um, an entrepreneur? Um, you know, they they're struggling with um, not necessarily hiring, but really the delegation side, and they're just like, oh, you know what? I don't know where I'm at, and I know I need to do this. I'm doing it all my on my own. What would you say to them and say, you know, if you can get one thing out of our talk today, this would be it. Okay, and this, this is the thing that we really rarely get to with the eighty twenty principle is the number mm -hmm. one lever for 80-20, for making, you know, maximizing your time and minimizing your effort is in your head. It's in your head. It's like, if you believe, I, you know, I have to do everything myself, well, then you'll never outsource it. I mean, you have to get over the yeah. fact that it doesn't have to be you. It just has to get done. And then be humble enough to recognize that probably most of the things that you do, there's a million other people that are way better at it than you do. Yeah, You get one <laughs> or two special skills and you're probably not even the best in the world. Like I'm not at the things that you're really mm -hmm. good at, but those are the things that, that make it shine. So focus on the things you're great at and offload everything else. And uh, can I tell you one little story? To, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, last year, it like I like to do, I just call them 30-day experiments. I'll come up with some wild hair and I'll go, I'm going to do this for 30 days, see how it goes. Well, one I did last year was, I just said, delegate everything. Um, for 30 days, I'm going to see literally how much I can delegate. And my goal was to delegate everything except for romantic time with my wife and my own exercise because mm -hmm. those really need to stay close to home, right? You can't, yeah. you can't uh, pay somebody to do pushups for you. And <laughs> I found out that like most of the stuff that I was coming up with, like I had, I had, I had magic Matt um, come and pick up our dog on a Saturday and take her to the groomer to get her bathed and then bring her back. And I felt so guilty. I was like, really? You're going to pay somebody to do it? like, you can't do that yourself. She's your dog. Um, but as soon as, as uh, Sula, the chocolate lab, went went away with Magic Matt, I'm sitting on the sofa having a cup of coffee with my wife, enjoying beautiful yeah. conversation and time together. And it's like, wow, this is great. Those are two hours you would have never gotten any other time. That's exactly it. And But the, the main obstacle was literally guilt. It's like, I feel guilty mm -hmm. when I pay somebody else or have somebody else do stuff that I could do myself. You got to get over that. You just got to get over it. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a magic cure for that, but most of it, that goes back to it's. It's literally 
in your head. If you can change your thinking about something as simple as going from, I have to do this to this has to be done. And then ask the question, who can do it? Yeah, that's, that's so, the, the linchpin. I love it. I love it. So before we go, can you just share where we can find out more about you? That was awesome. I love that the mindset thing is one of the biggest things that I'm going to take away from this. So can you just share where we can find out more about you, your business, uh, what you have going on? We'd love to hear about it. Yeah, thanks very much, Sam. Um, our podcast is called 8020 Service Business. So it's mm -hmm. 8020 Service Business. And it's all about, it's focused on service business, your window cleaners, carpet cleaners, et cetera, and how to get more done with less effort and how to make more money and have more freedom. Uh, the website is the8020show.com. Awesome. Sid, thank you so much, man. Hey, it's great to spend some time with you, Sam. Thanks for what you're doing. Absolutely. If you enjoyed my talk with Sid, I would love, love, love if you left a review about the podcast. It just helps get the word out to other entrepreneurs and business owners like yourself. And really, I would greatly appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Now, if you want to be among the first to know when a new episode comes out, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and you'll get any new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. I do it to a ton of shows and it's super awesome. I get them on my phone each week and I can just go press play. I don't have to go searching for them really easy, makes my life so much simpler. Thanks again for uh, listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. Mm -hmm.